Welcome. Thank you for joining us at Calvary Chapel Valdosta. Pastor Deshaun Van Cleve will bring us a special Mother's Day message this morning, found in 1 Samuel chapter 2, verses 18 through 21. Today's message is entitled, Mom, a Mighty Influence. Here's the word of the Lord. Good morning again. And this morning, um, wanted to divert briefly from the book of Hebrews and really concentrate on just this whole Mother's Day thing and looking at the scriptures from that perspective. I think this is an, an important topic uh, to kind of hone in on as Christians and see what God's Word has to say about motherhood and about moms because we're in a culture, even if you're not a mom here, we're in a culture where um, you're going to encounter many people that are moms and people that need encouragement as moms and they might even need some adjusting um, you know from whatever path or trajectory that they might be on when it comes to motherhood there are many people in in different seasons of life uh, some kids have gone and some have kids that they're just starting out and uh, many people can use help from the scriptures when it comes to motherhood and so I want to exhort you and encourage you this morning uh, as we go over our text is to have an open heart and open mind to how the Lord might speak to you concerning the passage and then hold on to those words and the things that the Holy Spirit shares with you as you may come across people that might need a more sure word, a word spoken in due season. As the Bible says, it's like settings of, of gold, uh, apples of gold and settings of silver. Uh, we need these things for these days. So turn over with me before we even dive in uh, for this Mother's Day uh, message. And let's turn over to 1 Samuel chapter 2. We'll give honor to God's word before we dive in and see how the Spirit will speak to us today. 1 Samuel chapter 2. And we're going to read from verse 18 down to verse 21. And I think this uh, little cluster of verses has so much in it, so much quality and uh, weight uh, that would be needed for this time, for the days that we live in, for the moms that are among us, ones that are not, the ones that will hear this as you take it from this place. But let's stand together. Let's give honor to God's word. We're going to start in 1 Samuel 2. Verse 18, it says, But Samuel ministered before the Lord, being a child, girded with a linen ephod. Moreover, his mother made him a little coat and brought it to him from year to year when she came up with her husband to offer the yearly sacrifice. And Eli blessed Elkanah and his wife and said, The Lord give you seed of this woman for the loan which is lent to the Lord. And they went to their own home. And the Lord visited Hannah so that she conceived and bore three sons and two daughters. And the child Samuel grew before the Lord. God, thank you this morning that even on days like this, as we set aside a day to honor moms all around this country, maybe in the world, we have a text that could even speak to this, Lord. Uh, truly, uh, your word has everything in it. 
It contains everything uh, that is necessary for a godly life, for a life that lines up, Lord, with your expectations. And so this morning, I pray that you would meet our expectation, and that you would speak to us, Lord, clearly, that you would help us to grasp the truth uh, for us today. And Lord, may, us, may we not just be uh, hearers of the word, uh, but help us to be doers of this word, Lord, to give great honor to it by how we carry it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. First Samuel 2, 18-21 is our text. That's where we are today. Now, when we think about moms and motherhood, and, and what comes to your mind naturally, first and foremost? Uh, some might think I'm a feeder, you know, they make me food. Or some might think to themselves, you know, a helper, a mom. Or, or some might even be having the mind state of, you know, just a nag. And mom's just nagging me all the time. It's always, mom is the one that's always getting on me. <clears throat> but I want you to think about this from a mother, you know, from the standpoint of just what mothers are and who mothers are. I, I love uh, how uh, it is illustrated in the children's movie, uh, Despicable Me 2. It was, it was a movie in which, you know, this dad had these three girls and he needed a wife so that he could have a mother for these three girls who were orphans. And he finds a wife in this in this movie, and the little girl had been practicing this speech for Mother's Day. She had been working on it, and she never got around to going to school and giving the speech. However, when the guy married the wife at the end of the movie, she decided she was going to stand up and say her poem. And uh, I thought it was a fitting poem because it's how we see moms. She says, she said, I have something to say. And everyone turned around and looked at her, and she said, uh, mothers, it says, she kisses my boo-boos, she braids my hair, we love you mothers everywhere. And then she looked at the new mom and said, and there is none that can, can compare to her. I mean, I think this is how we see moms today. She kisses the boo-boos, you know, dad is the one that's just like, dust it off, shake it off, boy, get up, you know, it's okay. You know, and it's just a little blood. It's not going to bleed forever, you know. And that's dad. But the mom is the one that comes and tends to the child and nourishes the child and takes care of the child. And, you know, and, and the mom is the one that ensures that the, that the child is, is, uh, is fit from their outward appearance and all those things. This is mom. This is where mom uh, thinks. This is how mom thinks. And that is how we look at it today. You know, we, we think of moms as being nurturers. They are the nurturers of the, of the family. Then we wrestle sometimes as dads because we find a verse there in Ephesians chapter 6 that says, Father, bring your children up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. We're like, whoa, Lord, that's not my job. That's the mom's job. Mom is the nurturer. And that is true because, listen, nurture is, is really, it is the, the essential nature of a mom, nurture. That is, that is inherent, that mom is a nurturer. It's not something that they have to learn how to do. It is natural from birth as, as they become 
women and they grow and they are, they're young women, they are natural nurturers. They get the baby dolls and they put them all aside. And this is something that God has put within each woman. It is inherent. They are nurturers by nature. But you know, in the culture that we live in today, it would be grand if we're talking within a society that's living in a bubble. And it, it is the, the quintessential bliss of like, this is where you want to be. This is the best. Everything is perfect. We don't live in a perfect world. And so we have a lot of moms that are broken. We have a lot of moms that are the product of brokenness. This is what we have today. You know what happens is that because nurture is the inherent nature of a mom, when sin entered the world, sin narrows the quality of that nurture. And so moms have this natural quality, this natural tendency to nurture, but sin comes in and it narrows that. And so now you have a lot of moms that, you, that they abandon their homes. And you have moms that neglect their children. And you have moms that don't really concentrate on nurturing. They're concentrating more on, on stocks or you know, getting higher in a company or doing a job that a man does or not even being a mom at all and or, or being a mom of a dog or, or some animal or something. This is what happens when sin enters in and narrows the quality of that inherent nature, the nurture that God has put into women. And this is why we have to concentrate on days like this, Mother's Day, to really see what the scriptures have to say about being a mom. Because sin comes in and it twists and it pulls away and it denigrates everything that God wants, everything that God set in the life of men. And so, mom, we have to look at this. When you think about a mom, I, I like to uh, read on, on, on guys that have been alive hundreds of years ago. And there was this guy that said that great homes are necessary to produce great men. And that is the truth. Great homes are necessary to produce great men. This is why the enemy works very, very hard. The enemy of our souls. He works very hard to rob, to rob us of our responsibility, to rob us of our role. Because if he can... If you can twist that and you can see that you, your eye is no longer towards your home, it can be in shadows. Your children can be in shadows. You can destroy a generation. You can destroy many of people. And so this is why we got to get back to the Genesis here. That moms, what God says about moms, they are needed to produce those great homes. In fact, listen, the spiritual condition of the home depends on the spiritual condition of the mom. There's going to be great men or great women that come out of a home and that's going to depend on that mom. Now, I know that there may be some broken homes out there where there's just a dad that is raising the children and there's no mom. God can provide and open the door for that. But we're just talking about the homes that might have a woman that is, that is there. 
and, and the homes that might have a person that could step into that role. Mom, you need to see how important your role is. In fact, the title of our message this morning is Mom, a Mighty Influence. And that is where I want to shift our attention to 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 18 through 21. Because we'll see a mom here who was a mighty influence. A person that was instrumental in the life of another. One who took their role and their calling very serious. And if we concentrate enough, we could pick up the cues. We could pick up the principles of what it means to be a mighty influencer. A mighty influence in the life of of children, of those that need to be reared. So let's turn our attention here to 1 Samuel chapter 2. Let us have in the back of our minds the need, the need for moms to step up, the need for moms to get into the right condition to build up our homes, to build up our men and our women for the Lord. In 1 Samuel 2, I tried to break this down for us to make it a little easier to understand. We'll see in verse 18 and 19, the ministry of mom. We're going to see that. The ministry of mom, 1 Samuel 2, 18 and 19. In verse 20, we'll also see the mission of mom, which she needs to concentrate on. And lastly, in verse 21, we're going to see the monument of mom. What stands the test of time? How people will look back at that mom that did these things. This is an important subject, guys. And no doubt, I truly believe you are going to encounter people. Listen, I'm saying it again. You will encounter people that have had negative experiences at home, that haven't had moms, that haven't had a woman that was a rock in their life to ensure that they were moving in the right direction. You're going to encounter that today. Whether you're at school or you're at work, wherever, in the grocery store, you will encounter that. You will encounter some that are moms today and you will encounter those that maybe they lost their moms. You need to have this message in your back pocket. You need to have these texts handy so you can share. Let's look at verse 18 as we talk about mom, a mighty influence. It says, but Samuel ministered before the Lord, being a child, girded with a linen ephod. Now, we jump right in here to verse 18, and it starts off with an interjection that says, but Samuel. So that tells us, is giving us a contrast of something that was spoken before. We have to go back and look at that so that we can properly understand this verse in the light that is set in. Prior to this verse, the scriptures gave us a rundown of another two boys of a different quality. These were the sons of Eli the priest. And it describes them in verse 12 of 1 Samuel 2. It says that they were sons of Beliael. That means they were base, they were wicked, they were worthless. These were men that you just didn't want your boys to be around. 
when you grew up and when they grew up. And Eli's sons, they, they caused many people to despise the worship of God. They, they were just wicked men. And it goes down in verse 13 all the way down to verse 17 to describe the sin of these young men. They, they, they were priests. They had opportunity, but they were wicked. In fact, when you look at the sons of Eli, one thing that stands out the most with the sons of Eli is that there was no mom present. That's what I, I noticed there with the sons of Eli. It never mentions their mom. It only mentions Eli. And even when the prophet came a little further down in chapter 2, and warned Eli about his sons. And, 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 and the prophet warned Eli. He didn't come to the parents. So something happened. Either their mom passed away or we just don't know. But they were sons without a mom. And listen, let me, let me explain this right here. A mom missing has all the ingredients, has all the ingredients for a messy life. A missing mom has all the ingredients for a messy life. This is, there was no mom present in their life. So these men, they were missing something. They were lacking some sort of quality. This is important for moms to listen into this today. That you, that you are instrumental, that you are, you are made and created to be in your children's lives. Not to be absent. As the world says, it's okay to work outside the home, and it's okay to give yourself to all these hours, and it's okay, and nobody has to condemn you. Listen, it's not okay. A missing mom will, will lead to men, women having messy lives. They need moms. They need moms there. These two sons, for some odd reason, didn't have moms there in their life. Now, I'm not trying to say that all of their sin was because this mom was missing. Uh, they have to answer to their own sins. They had to answer to their sins. They were accountable to it. But as we move forward, you have to see the principle here. The Samuel, he ministered before the Lord. Samuel was of a different fabric, a different cut of cloth. And I believe that's because he still had his mom in his life. Now Samuel was a man that was given by a great blessing. In fact, his mom couldn't have children. And she was, she was tormented over the fact that she couldn't have children. And she prayed and God granted her her request. But she threw something in her request. And she said that if I receive a son, she vowed a vow. And she said in verse 11 of 1 Samuel chapter 1, that she will give him to the Lord. That if the Lord gave her a son, she would give him over. She would wholly give him over to the Lord all the days of his life. He would be set apart, consecrated for the Lord. And that's, that's a woman that is not really just thinking about herself. Because naturally, if it was just for her, she wouldn't give away that son. She'd be holding tightly, grasping onto that son. Not letting anything happen. But she was a woman that recognized that if God could do this, then he was worthy to have this, this great sacrifice. And, and so she dedicated Samuel back to the Lord, which means that she wasn't going to have Samuel with her anymore. 
that Samuel was going to be apart from her. It wouldn't be all the dreams and expectations that she had of having children. Samuel wouldn't be there with her. She would miss most of the main things in his life. She would miss the, the times in which his mind developed and he got a little more wiser. She would miss the times in which his limbs developed and he got a little more stronger. She would miss all these things. But it was a worthy sacrifice. But that didn't stop her. That didn't stop this mom from still being in the life of her child. Look at the ministry of this mom. It tells us in verse 19 that moreover, his mother made him a little coat and brought it to him from year to year when she came up with her husband to offer the yearly sacrifice. Every year, the males had to appear before the Lord. And Shiloh was the place where the Ark of the Covenant was and where all of Israel had to travel to. And every year, the males had to appear. Not the moms, not the women, the males. But she came. She had an interest. And so she came to see her son, her Sammy. She was like, I'm going to see him. You know, and I'm going to bring him a little coat. I'm going to be there in his life. Listen, a mom ministering in his life is a mom using her influence to direct his life. That's what she was looking for. She still needed to direct Sammy. Samuel needed to become a man of God. <coughs> Samuel needed someone to cultivate him, to nourish him, to nurture him. And so this mom wasn't giving up on that. She came yearly, every year. And she came bringing something with her for Samuel. This mom cared about her son. And she wanted to make that sacrifice to be there in his life. But there are many moms today that don't want to really make the sacrifice. And though they feel it deep down within, I think what's really lacking is, is the power of Christ to help you to walk in your role, to walk in what God has called you to be and what God has called you to do. Because without the power of Christ, all you have is just a desire that's there because it's inherent. It's built into your DNA pattern. And so all you have is that desire, but you don't have the power to fulfill that desire and make it go all the way. Moms need this. Hannah, his mom, had this. She had that capacity to want to reach out, take care of her son. These are the things that the sons remember. In fact, in Proverbs chapter 31, verse 1, it tells us that the king there, he remembered all the sayings that his mom told him. He wrote them down. Proverbs 31, he wrote them. He said, this is the, all the sayings that his mom gave to him. And his mom told the king, and most believe that that king that he was talking about, Lemuel, is, is King Solomon, and maybe that was a nickname that his mom gave to him. But he remembered the principles that his mom gave him. And his mom told him to be wary of women, to be wary of wine, to be wary of wicked ways. This is what he remembered. This is what the king wrote down in Proverbs chapter 31. And no doubt this is what Samuel would remember with his mom as she would come up there every year 
bringing a small token, bringing something for him, being there in his life, influencing him in his direction. See, that's the reason why moms need to be there in their children's lives. This is why moms need to be there because they have to influence their direction. Children are like arrows, the Bible tells us in Psalms chapter 142 or 144, one of those. Children are like arrows. And they need to be sent somewhere. Moms need to direct that. They need to influence that. Otherwise, they're going to go awry. And so it is very, very essential to concentrate on this here and concentrate on your influence in their lives. Just think about what she is doing here. Think about the influence that she's having upon Samuel. Showing up year to year. He might be thinking he's going to see dad, but mom is always there. Mom is always present. Think about the influence that she had upon him. I think it, think about it in three ways. Uh, number one, it was a small influence. In fact, it says that moreover, his mother made him a little coat. That word little can be translated in the Hebrew, in which our Old Testament is written. It could be translated a very insignificant coat. It was an insignificant thing. It wasn't something that was that was grand. It, it wasn't like a coat, the coat of Joseph. He had a coat of many colors, tells us in the book of Genesis. In fact, his brothers were very jealous of that because it showed his father's favoritism on him. It, it wasn't a coat like that. This is something insignificant. It was a little coat. But guess what, gang? It was a small influence. Now, sometimes moms would think, I can't really do anything in my son's life because he's older now and I messed up all that time in his life and I wasn't present in his life. I was absent and I can't come in his life now and try to do. No, mom, you could still have a small influence in their life. It's just by doing the little small things, a card here and there, a call here and there. That makes for something that, that lasts and, and it'll, it'll be something that is resting in their, their soul as a deposit. My, my mom has called me. My mom is there, especially in hard times, painful times. <clears throat> Even though you might not have something big, you can't go and buy them a house. You can't go and buy them a car. You can't buy your love into their life, but you can do small things. Hannah concentrated on the small things. She had a small influence. She brought a little coat every year. Just a little garment. And guess what? When she wasn't there, those other 364 days of the year, she, listen, he remembered his mom by that coat. Man, mom brought me this coat. I'm going to cherish this coat. I'm going to hold on to it. I'm going to take care of it until he sees her the next year. A small influence a mom can make in the life of a child. That is, sometimes it's just as small as saying, I love you. You know, we might take that for granted, but there are many children that have never heard their parents say, I love you. That is very important. And so this is one of the things that Hannah did with her influence. She gave, she had a small influence in the life of her son. But guess what? Also, though it was a small influence, 
And, and though that coat seemed very insignificant, listen, she had a significant influence in his life. Because she had this small influence with this coat, this garment. But notice it says here that she brought this to him from year to year. When she came up. Listen, this was significant because she came. She didn't just send it by the hands of her husband or by the hands of others or the cousin or some servant. She's, no, she came herself personally. Her presence was there. Mom came herself bearing this present to the son. And so it was significant. The influence was significant. He knew that he could see his mom, that his mom would be there. Now, I think that is a very important aspect also is that moms have to see the significance of their presence being there in the life of their children, being at their events. And most of the times, you don't really have a problem with that. And a lot of times, it rests on the dad, you know, because he's either working or busy or into some sort of thing. And mom is always the one chauffeuring them around and being there with them. But listen, mom, you could be there, but you could still be checked out. And so, you know, the mom has to be there. There's significant influence when your presence is there. And so Hannah made the trek. Now, we don't know how hard that was for the women to make this trek yearly. They're taking care of their homes. They're taking care of the goats. They're taking care of the tents. They're taking care of the servants. They're taking care of the business of the house. They don't have time to come up yearly. But Hannah had time. Hannah made time. And mom, if you want to have an influence in your children's lives, you got to make time for them. So, so often the moms can be very busy running everything, and you don't have time to just look them in the eye and listen to them. Mom, use your influence wisely. Be significant in their lives. Here's the last way that she used her influence in Samuel's life. See, she had a small influence she had a significant influence, gang. She had a steady influence. In fact, it says that she came up with her husband to offer the yearly sacrifice. When she came up and brought the coat, it was from year to year. Hannah came from year to year. Every single year she came up to see him. It was like clockwork. She didn't miss it. She said, oh, I'm not going this year. Every year she came. When she dropped him off there for good, she came up there every year to see him. I would imagine until he became a grown man that he could come see her. But she had a steady influence. That's important also, is to be consistent in the lives of the children. If you want to be a mighty influence in your children's life, if you want to be a mom that ministers, that word minister sounds all fancy, but it just means one that is serving for the benefit of somebody else. If you want to be like that, then you, listen, Follow this example. Have small influence. Have significant influence. Have a steady influence in their lives. That is important. And I think that made the difference in young Samuel's life, having his mom there constantly. Now, the question I want to ask, I don't know if maybe some of you were thinking as you're looking at this text, why a coat? Why not shoes? Why not a donkey? You know, or something like that. Why a little coat? Why a coat? I, I like this right here because you know what it does? It shows us how moms think, think. You know, moms are the ones that are able to detect the deficiencies in their children. 
And then they, they jump immediately into action. They have a plan to intercede. That's what moms do. They, they can detect all the deficiencies. In fact, I think that's such a, a great quality that moms have. You know, you, you're left with the kids and mom has gone out of town. You think you got it all together and stuff. And mom calls back up and is like, so did you give Johnny the medicine? Oh my goodness gracious. It was three days ago. I completely forgot. See, moms have a way of being able to detect the deficiencies. Mom comes home from a long trip or wherever and she sees the kids and she's looking like something is terribly wrong in this house. When was the last time they had a bath? Oh my goodness, I completely forgot about that. We were having so much fun. Or little Susie is laying there sick on the couch. Mom can detect it. Oh, she's been laying there all day long. That's what dad would say. You know, I'm, I was glad she laid down, you know, so I could do a couple of things. Not even realizing that Susie had a fever 104 degrees. See, mom can detect the deficiencies. And Hannah knew exactly what Samuel needed. He needs this little coat. I like this quality because it is the same quality that our Lord has towards us. He always can detect the deficiencies in us. This is where the moms get it. It's a little piece of the Lord. In fact, in Romans chapter 5, verse 6, notice how this passage is written for us because this is showing how the Lord detects the deficiencies. Also, of us, in Romans 5, 6, notice what it says. It says, for when we were yet without strength, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. That's what it says. When we were yet without strength, that means when we were feeble, when we were sickly, when we were weak, Christ came in. See, he detected our deficiency. He knew what we needed. He was like, man, these guys will not last long. With this sin that is now inherent in their nature, these guys won't last long. I got to come down from heaven. I have to stand in the gap. See, moms, you're just walking in the same principle of the Savior. You have that same, that same particle in your life. Able to detect the deficiency just like the Savior detects our deficiencies and he issues and offers a remedy. This is what Hannah did. She saw the remedy. She said, I got to bring this, this kid a coat. And I got to bring it up to him. And year to year, she brought this coat. She knew, like, this is the one thing that he's going to need. She brought it. She was able to hone in on that. What a great quality to have. Mom, if you're going to be a mighty influence in their life, then concentrate on being or ministering to them. Concentrate on your ministry. Your ministry is your home. Your ministry are your children. So many times moms are conflicted because they don't get to serve in the church. And they're like, man, I don't get to, I'm not able to go out here and, and be in the ministry and get the rewards of seeing people grow in the Lord or I don't get to play on the worship team or I don't get to do these different things. I just got to be home with these snotty kids and pampers and diapers and stinky stuff. Mom, remember, that's your ministry. You will get the same reward that the men will get that work in the church. You will get that same accommodation if you do well. 
this is your ministry. Fulfill it. Even as Paul told Timothy in first and second Timothy chapter four, fulfill your ministry. Fulfill your ministry, moms. Fulfill it. Now, notice the mission of mom. It says in verse 20 of 1 Samuel chapter 2, And Eli blessed Elkanah and his wife, and said, The Lord give you seed of this woman for the loan which is lent to the Lord. And they went to their own home. So Eli is receiving the benefits here of Hannah's decision. And so Eli has nothing else to say. Eli is the high priest there. He has nothing else to say but to bless Hannah. Man, you don't understand. Sammy is a blessing. Because of what she's doing in his life. Year to year. And so he blesses both the dad and the mom. <coughs> saying, may the Lord give you more. Maybe he was thinking to himself, may the Lord give you more. So you can give more to the Lord. Because I love to have a whole tribe of Samuels here. Helping me out. Be a sad commentary of his sons. His own sons. But notice what he said. He said, the Lord give you seed of this woman for the loan which is lent to the Lord. I like the way that is written down there. Eli says this was a loan that was lent to the Lord. Samuel. That can be translated, Samuel was given to the Lord. Samuel was dedicated to the Lord. Dedicating him. We had the opportunity to dedicate each of our children, all four of them. That is, to go before the church and ask the pastor to pray over them and dedicate them wholly to the Lord, that they would be the Lord's. You see, that is really the essence of, uh, the essence of dedication. What it is, is it's a surrendering of the best parts for the benefit of the whole part. That's the essence of dedication. And so when you have a child dedication, what you're doing is you're surrendering this child, which is the best part for the benefit of other people. That's what true dedication is. That's what Hannah did. She didn't have children. She longed for it. Guys, she was thirsting for children. But yet, she said that if God, you give me this child, I will surrender the best part. See, the best part there is having a child. Now you get to cultivate and nurse this child, and they grow up. This is your child. But she said, I will surrender the best part for the benefit of the whole part, of the others. And that's what she did. She dedicated Samuel. And now Samuel is there in Shiloh, and, and he's serving. And he's helping people as they come to the Lord. And when he gets older, he's going to help them even greater. That is true dedication right there. That's what she did. She loaned him. She dedicated him. She surrendered the best part. Now, doesn't that sound very similar to what our Lord did? He dedicated his best parts, just like Hannah dedicated her best part, which was Samuel. It tells us in the book of John, chapter 3, verse 16, that famous verse, it says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Listen to this. In verse 17 of that same chapter in John 3, he says, for God 
did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. You see, God surrendered. God dedicated the best part for the benefit of the whole part. He didn't send his son in to condemn the world. No, to save the world. See, he gave him away. <coughs> Excuse me. He gave him away so he could be a benefit to other people. This is true dedication in the spirit. This is what Hannah did. She dedicated Samuel, loaned him to the Lord. Guys, look, it is the glory of every nurturer because Hannah would be a nurturer. And we see that there in verse 19. She's a nurturer. She's taking care of him, nourishing him. But it is the glory of every nurturer to see their children walking in what is right. That is the glory of every nurturer. It's to see that what you have put, you know, your effort and, and all of your, your energies into doing what is right. And Hannah loaned him to the Lord and her desire is to see Samuel walking and doing what is right. This is why she has so much influence and so much interest in his life. In 3 John chapter 1, there's only one chapter, but chapter 1 verse 4 in the book of 3 John, he says, I have no greater joy than to see my children walking in truth. This was John, the apostle, talking about this. But he was speaking in a spiritual way of those that were under his wing, those that he was nurturing, spiritually speaking. He, it brought him no greater joy than to hear that they were walking in the truth. And no doubt the same here with Hannah. Is that she's pouring into Samuel. She wants him to be a blessing. She's loaned him, dedicated him for this very purpose. For this reason. This is why she did it. And so, mom, your main mission, your main mission, especially if you're dedicating your kids, and you should, your main mission is to ensure that that son or that daughter is as sharp as they could be ready for the master's use. That is the mission of mom. She loaned him to the Lord for the Lord's use. Not for the Lord to just put him up on a pedestal and admire, for the Lord to use him. And so mom, your mission, concentrate on, on sharpening your children. Making sure they're sharp for this world. A sharp tool for the Lord. I like how a guy once said that time spent sharpening the axe is not wasted time. And so sometimes, you know, mom, you could think, you know, because you don't really see an end to the tunnel. And maybe your children are young and they're small and, and, and there's just so much work and there's so many diapers that have to be changed and clothes that have to be washed and dishes that have to be put up and all this stuff. And, you know, it is hard to look at the end of the tunnel and to see that what you're doing is worthwhile. But mom, time spent sharpening these little axes and arrows and it's not wasted time. Pour yourself into it. This is your mission. Make them as sharp as they can be so that the Lord can use them in such a great way. That is the mission of mom is to make sure that these little ones are sharpened. And that's what Hannah did. 
And so Eli is blessing her for this, you know, this loan to the Lord. No doubt, as he would see Hannah come up each year, he would, he would understand her dedication for Samuel being this type of boy the way that he is, different from Hophni and Phinehas, different from those guys that, are, um, that were his sons. Maybe they weren't, what, was that their name? Maybe that wasn't their name. I just thought of that. that those were the names of Aaron's sons, I'm sorry. Um, but these sons here, or maybe they were Hophni and Phinehas. Anyway, I lost my point. Make sure that, that we remember to pour into the sons and the daughters. That is the mission. That is the mission. So that they don't become like Eli's sons. They don't become men that are just wicked before the Lord. Now notice, lastly, the monument of mom. It says in verse 21, And the Lord visited Hannah, so that she conceived and bore three sons and two daughters. And the child Samuel grew before the Lord. I like what it says here that the Lord visited Hannah again. After Eli prayed for her, it said that the Lord visited her. She, she got pregnant. She conceived. And, and ultimately she bore three sons. Not at one time. But she, that would be way too much right there for us. But three sons and two daughters. You know what this shows to us right here? It shows to you, mom, that just a little faithfulness, a little faithfulness leads to a whole lot of potential, just a little bit. Because now, not only does she have Samuel, but she now has five others to bring up just like she did with Samuel. She has three boys that she could bring up just like she did with Samuel. She has two girls that she could bring up to be clones of herself. A little faithfulness leads always to much more potential. So if we just are faithful with little, the Lord tells us in the Gospels that we will be faithful with much. He rewards us for that. Just a little faithfulness. She was so faithful with Samuel, coming up there year to year, God has now blessed her with five more kids. And she could do this now five more times. Much more opportunity. That's what a little faithfulness will bring you. But notice, there right at the end, it says that the child Samuel grew before the Lord. But this right here is the goal. This is the, this is the, the greatest gift that a mom could receive. is for your child to grow up. That is the greatest gift. I'm not just speaking of growing up so that they could get out the house and stop eating up all the resources and stuff like that. And No, but to grow up and to stand up. That means to be mature, to be full grown. When it says here that he grew before the Lord, that word there, grew, is that it means that he became mighty, a great man before the Lord, Samuel. That is the greatest gift of a mom right there, is that this boy will grow. He will grow up and he will stand up. You don't know how many moms 
are out there right now very discouraged because their children have never grown up. Physically, they look like men. Mentally, they're still children. They're not taking responsibility. They're not accountable. They're not a provider. That disappoints and discourages the mom. Did you know that? There's so many verses in, in the book of Proverbs that talks about a foolish son. It, it says this right here in Proverbs chapter 10. I'm going to read this to you. In Proverbs chapter 10, verse uh, 1, he says, The Proverbs of Solomon, a wise son. That word wise can be translated there from the Hebrew to the English. It's a better translation in the Hebrew. It could be thinker. A son that is a thinker. A wise son makes a glad father. But a foolish son, that's a stupid fellow. That son is the heaviness of his mother. That makes a mother heavy. <coughs> that makes a mother sad. A mother discouraged. That's a son that hasn't grown up. That's a son that is, no, that is not a thinker, that is not using their mental faculties to bless the Lord. It goes on in Proverbs chapter 17. It says something similar in Proverbs 17, 25. It says, A foolish son is a grief to his father and bitterness to her that bore him. You see, this is what, how it affects the moms is that it becomes very bitter, very heavy to have a son that hasn't grown up. To have a son that is not standing up, stable. Samuel grew up before the Lord. He became a man that has grown up. He became a man that was steady, that was stable, firm, trusty. That brings great pleasure to a mom. But he could only do that if mom was there instrumentally in his life. Stay there in the book of Proverbs. It tells us in Proverbs chapter 14, verse 1. It says, every wise woman builds her house, but the foolish pluck it down with her hands. This woman, Hannah, was like this wise woman. She was building her house. Though Samuel was so far away, every year she made it. She was there taking care of this man, building him up. Not pulling it down. Not leaving them out there to be influenced by ungodliness. By Eli's sons. She was there. She was instrumental in his life. Building up her home. And now Samuel can stand and look back and say, man, mom was so instrumental in my life. Mom really allowed me to to be where I am. And, and so mom can become a monument. Something to remind you of your beginnings, of the basics, and where you got it from. That's the monument of mom. In fact, in Proverbs chapter 31, it tells us in verse 28, a little bit more about that gift, the greatest gift that moms could have. And it says in verse 28 of Proverbs 31, Her children arise up and call her blessed. That word arise up, that phrase arise up, means her children are standing. They grew up and they're standing. They're steady, consistent. Not just in the picture 
that you have here is that they're rising up and they're like, oh, you're blessed, mom. She comes in the room. Yes, that honor as well. But this is speaking of children that are standing on their own. And they call her blessed. She is blessed. See, they look back and they see the monument of mom. They see, they see this mom and they're saying, mom is a blessing in my life. Mom has done all these things in my life and I wouldn't be where I am if it wasn't for God using my mom in my life. And she becomes a monument, a testimony in that life. Mom, if you haven't gotten it already, I want to encourage you that you are a mighty influence in the lives of your children, in your home. Give yourself over to your home. Let that be your number one ministry. Build up your house. The ministry of mom. Take Hannah's cues. See the, take, take good diligence with the small influences that you have. Be significant in your presence. Always be in there in their lives. Have a steady influence with them. That's your ministry, your mission. Make sure that they are arrows, that they are sharp for the Lord. Make sure. So you, so you know that your work is, is done well when they're gone from your presence. And now they're in the world influencing people for the Lord in whatever capacity that is. Let that be your joy, your comfort. And you will stand as a monument, as a testimony. They'll always be able to look back and say, my mom was my mom was there. My mom took care of me. My mom made sure that this was happening. My mom is the best. And like the little girl said, she kisses my boo-boos. She braids my hair. We love you moms everywhere. My mom, to her, there's none that can compare. That is really where you want to be mom this day for Mother's Day. And if you have been listening to this message as well and you, you're not a mom, take this message somewhere else with you. Put it in your back pocket. I guarantee you're going to run into people that didn't have this experience, that didn't have someone. You don't know how many times I, I talk to people and they say this, that they didn't have parents at home. They didn't have a mom. They didn't have a dad. So many people are broken out here. They don't have this. But yet, they have children themselves, and they don't know how to, how to walk in that. Gang, I have now given you the tool. Instruct them. Encourage them. Help them. And be what God has called them to be. A mighty influence. We would like for you to stay in touch and up to date with us. You can reach us by phone at 301-395-3382. You can follow us on Twitter at cc underscore Valdosta. And you can visit our website at ccvaldosta.weebly.com for additional information about Calvary Chapel Valdosta and an archive of previous sermons to further equip and edify you. Let us now end in prayer. Let's pray together. God, I just thank you for the word of God, your word, the precious words that you give us this morning. Thank you for the example here of mom. Thank you for, Lord, just showing us 
how a mom should operate in a home, the mindset that she should have. Lord, it's such a great joy knowing that you have even written to us these things in your word, that we're not without an example, that we have no excuse. And so I pray that you would help the moms today to embrace their role, Lord, and that you would give them the power to be mighty influencers for you, for your glory, as they are only walking in your principles, Lord. These are all the things that you do with us. So we thank you, Lord, and we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.